Welcome to the James Mellon Podcast. I am Dr. James Mellon, and I am here to help you live your greatest life ever by living life to the fullest. What you're about to hear is one of my Sunday talks from our Celebrations of Love. I hope you enjoy it. So our theme this month is freedom. What is freedom? Let's start with this quote. Freedom is the power or right to act, speak, or think as one wants, without hindrance or restraint. So just look at that for a second. What is freedom? Freedom is the power or right to act, speak, or think as one wants, without hindrance or restraint. Now, Doug Draper read a different quote this morning in our meditation, and I wanted to bring it to you all, because it was a great quote. It is better read with my glasses on. <laughs> okay. So, this is by Krishna Murti. Murti. Freedom is a state of mind. Not freedom from something, but a sense of freedom. A freedom to doubt and question everything. Where have you heard that before? Question everything. So, and therefore, so intense, so active, so vigorous that it throws away every form of dependence, slavery, conformity, or acceptance. Freedom is the open window, window through which pours the sunlight of the human spirit and human dignity. So, as I was thinking, I, I picked this, obviously, this, this theme for the month, based on the 4th of July and you know, the idea of freedom, but it has really stunned me where it has taken me. And for me, freedom is really a domino effect. And why is that? Because every choice you make determines the amount of freedom you're going to have based on that choice. Every choice you have made throughout your entire life has set up a domino effect of just how free you are within that choice. You knowing who you are, this remember who you are, our whole concept of remembering that you are the infinite in action, that's a freedom. That is a, an understanding that sets the trajectory for a freedom unparalleled. But if you're like me and you came into the world, and, and I do mean, mean no disrespect to the Catholic teaching, but I came in as a very devout Catholic. I was going to be a priest. Then some other things changed my mind. I was going to be a priest, and I was going to be a priest all the way through to the time I was getting out of high school. I wanted to be a Franciscan priest. But one of the things I was taught as a Catholic was that I was a sinner. I was sinful. I was less than. And I was going to spend my whole life living up to a concept of what being acceptable to God meant which is why Catholicism no longer worked for me after a while. And I did everything. I did Buddhism. I tried Hindu. I went into Course in Miracles. I was part of the Unity Church until I heard Science of Mind spoken. And then I said, that makes sense to me. But here's the deal. The idea of a domino effect. Everything that happened up to that point had a domino effect in my life. I still feel a domino effect. There are still moments I still feel less than. I still feel a little bit of a sinner. I still feel unequal to the greatness that I know I am. But that domino effect still has its play in my life to the degree that I ignore it 
or to the degree that I pay attention to it and turn those dominoes backwards. Because I believe we can create a domino effect where we say, hold it, push the domino that way, and we all go back to start. And start over from knowing who we are. So, worry, the song, don't worry, be happy. I was sitting in, um, we, t- we teach the song in the, um, in the clinic. And the clinic is a beautiful, relatively speaking, a beautiful big space right over the river. And so there were times when I was waiting for classes or my, my, my mates were all out doing something else where I was just laying or sitting in this room right over the river. And I was, you know, the song, it's, it's an earwig. It just doesn't let you know. All week. And these children were so adorable. As soon as I'd walk by a kid, they'd go, Be happy! <laughs> After a while, I was like, hmm. No. Um, I said, You don't feel that way at all. Um, but it just stays with you. And I was laying there one morning and I was thinking, Don't worry, be happy. It's not that if I don't worry, I'll be happy. The concept was get rid of your negative thinking. Get rid of the stuff that you worry about that concerns you. Happiness is a given. It's not don't worry and you will find happiness. It's don't worry, just be happy. If you can be happy, the worry's gone. And I got it. I was like, oh my God. There's so many little things that I worry about in my life. I worry about this church. I worry about classes. I worry about my students. Are they going to pass? We had our ministerial tests and I knew there was a chance that one or two or a few may not pass, and I was very worried about that. And I thought about it, and I thought, it's their life. They're going to unfold perfectly. Everything's unfolding perfectly. So why am I worried? I'm worried because I don't believe that. I'm worried because the domino effect is still working in my life. I'm worried because even though I teach, life is unfolding perfectly. My life is unfolding perfectly. Therefore, your life, every life, is unfolding perfectly. There must be still a little bit of that domino effect of, yeah, but what if it doesn't? And I really made sense out of don't worry, be happy. So I came back, and the thing I'm really working on, and I'm going to invite you to work on this month, you want to know the fastest route to freedom? Get rid of your worry. Get rid of all that crap in your minds that is keeping you tied to something. If you're worrying about something, you are tied to it. You are attached to it. You are tethered to it. Mark Singer talks about that in The Untethered Soul. He talks about the idea of cutting yourself off from all the things that are holding you back. Uh, And a lot of the things that are holding you back are those domino effects. All these old beliefs that we still have roaming around in there somewhere. But when they pop up, we have a chance to go, hold it. I am not a worm of the dust. I am not a sinner trying to be redeemed. I am the infinite energy of the universe, ready to express in any way I choose. Back it up! And let them flip that way. So, I want to talk about what I call the initiating freedom. So, if everything you think, if every belief you have, if every way you've decided to live your life creates a certain form of freedom. Where's the initiating freedom? Well, the initiating freedom might be, let's go to a positive place. You know how talented you are. And you know, I do want to do a shout-out for Maddie Glaive, who's saying, 
I was born this way a couple weeks ago. Can we just give her another? So, I want you to, those of you who were here that Sunday or who watched it online, if you remember her up here, I remember the way you started the song. You had this movement going, and I was like, holy good God, she is so free. She, her body, she's free in her body, she's free in her voice, she's expressing. And the first line of the song is, my mama told me when I was young, we are all born superstars. Not one over another. We are all born superstars. There's a domino to start. You're a superstar. Go do it. Boom, boom. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And suddenly, here I am. Or, when I was born, I was not told I was a superstar. In fact, what I was told was that I really didn't sing well. Because I didn't until my voice changed. My brother, I kept hearing, your brother's a singer. And he was, until his voice changed. <laughs> and then we flipped. <laughs> yeah, but, but, I always, but I've always still felt that. Even though my voice did change, I started singing. I won this big contest singing for a drop of water. My mother and father came to this contest, had never really heard me do it, and were both like, how did that, where'd that come from? You know, and I think they were really stunned. But I had a domino effect of your second best. You're an also man. You'll never win. You'll always be an also ran. Do you know what an also ran is? An also ran in a horse race are the horses that ran that didn't win. It's like, the winner is Lisa Carey. And also in the race was boom, 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 boom. So I lived my whole young adulthood as an also ran, believing that in some respect, even when I would get amazing jobs. I mean, when I got... I'm not going into my career, but when I would get these great jobs, these great roles, there'd be something in me waiting for the shoe to drop. It's like, wait, I'm also win. How did I just win this race? And yet, on the front end of that, I looked like I believed in myself a billion percent, and it was obnoxious. And it turned some people off. Hard to believe, is it? Um, but if you go back to that initiating freedom, you're not free to win. You're free to be an also man. There was my freedom. I had freedom within that context. So the initiating freedom is that belief you have of how free you are. And there are many things that get in the way of that initiating freedom. Um, so the title of my talk is this. The real me. No, sorry, that's not the title of my talk. Um, it's getting there, though. Am I free? And this is the big question I want to ask us. The real me in 23, you do realize that's one of our slogans for the year, right? The real me in 23. And so the question is, am I free to be the real me? Am I really free from the things I use to identify myself? You all have them. They're called these identifiers. Lisa Carey has one, that she's a superstar skater. That's an identifier. I know you don't hold on to that, but we all hold on to it for you. But people have the things that they identify themselves as. They're also part of the dominoes, right? So, when I was in Guatemala, one of the things I asked myself was, who am I really? It makes me very emotional to, to share this with you, but I was laying there one morning in the water, and I was just like, who am I? 
I, I know I'm a minister. I know that I'm here in Guatemala because of what I do as a minister. But who am I? What's beyond? What's beneath all of that? Because so often I can go into, and I felt it just recently, I can go into autopilot. I'm a, I don't mean to say you disagree, but I'm a funny, charismatic person, and I can feel it when I just go into autopilot for charismatic. Here's my charismatic me, and I can show up as that and be funny, and, and sometimes I'm exhausted in the middle of it. Literally, I'm there and I'm being, you know, and I'm like, and inside I'm like, this is exhausting. What if you want to be boring? Because there is a part of me that's boring, I know. <laughs> Some of you may actually be feeling that right now. Uh, but there is. There's so many different me's, and there's so many different you's. And this month of freedom, I'd like to be, I would like this month for all of us to be about the freedom to be wherever I want to be. And so I want to be free from the identifiers. So I want to ask you, Bonnie, give me one of your identifiers. Shakespeare. Shakespeare. You're a Shakespearean actress. Right. right, there you go. Okay. Steve, which one of yours? Quiet. How are you doing right now? Okay, quietly. Singer. What? Singer. Singer. Okay, that's an identifier. Great. Cal? Gilbert and Sullivan. Okay, you're a Gilbert and Sullivan enthusiast. Okay, Lisa? Figure skater, great. Who else? Doug? Lawyer. Lawyer. How many lawyers do we have here? Besides, only 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 brought three lawyers into this room. Interesting. And you're a judge. Yeah, okay, you're a judger. Got it. Tiffany, what's yours? One. What? Leader. Leader. So you all have them, right? Maddie, which one of yours? What do you? Student. Okay, you identify as a student. What else? Um, sister. Sister? Daughter? Are you a renegade? <laughs> no, don't take my identifier. That's the other thing. People will put identifiers on you constantly. And then you kind of grow into them. You kind of lean into them. So this month, one of the things I'd like you to do is start to pay attention to the identifiers that you tend to just autopilot, in autopilot, move into. Because there's something else that's going on, I believe. Um, how much of you is derived from something that restricts who you might really be? Read it again. How much of you is derived from something that restricts who you might really be. And there are a bunch of these, and I'm going to read, read some of them to you. Culture. Your culture may have caused you to create who you are based on the culture you grew up in. And you've not, for instance, my family, my, my, my birth family, most of them have not left Philadelphia. They're, they're in Philadelphia. They never understood why I wanted to leave. To go to New York, by the way, which is like what? Hop, skip, and a tail, like a one little transit. It took me an hour and a half to get to New York. But your culture, do you know how many cultures are out there in the world? Do you know how much influence there is, how much there is to be a part of in the world? But we can create our entire personas based on culture. 
religion. Religion. And what I'm really talking about are the boxes that we put around ourselves and identify ourselves as. These are the identifiers. Community morals. It's funny. There's a movie out right now with Emma Thompson. Did you watch it last night? Did you? Yeah, I thought a bunch of people were going to watch it. I couldn't find it. I- I'm going to watch it tonight. Anyway, Hulu, I know. I shouldn't be up here t- tattling movies with Emma Thompson. But she's in this movie, and she's an older woman, and she is looking, she, she has lived her whole life in a box of what this is supposed to be. But she's never enjoyed the physicality of sexual encounter. And so, that's what the movie's about. Well, I gotta tell you, we were talking, somehow this was up to the topic at the picnic yesterday at my house. And I was saying, you guys have to watch this movie. And I was interested, it was interesting to me to note that some of the women that were listening to this were like, yeah, I'm going to watch it tonight. And some were like, that sounds a little much for me. And I thought to myself, is it really too much for you? Or is that the identifier you live by? Possibly. You know, when we talk about community morals, you grow up in such a dense, moralistic community, as I did in Irish Catholics in Philadelphia. Imagine what I felt realizing that I was bisexual, that I was interested in men as well. That was not a good thing to be or do or or bring up to anyone back then. Talk about the domino effect, less than, just went right in line with everything. You're also at. You can't even figure out how to just be straight, get married, and have children. I can figure that out. I didn't want to. Age. Age is one of those identifiers that causes you to behave a certain way because of the age you are. Sex. Marriage. Marriage. Say it again. Marriage. There are so many people, I do so much marriage counseling, who say they don't feel free to be who they are within their marriage because their partner expects this. You know what? If you are with a partner who expects something and isn't happy with anything else you give them, you're with the wrong partner. And I hate to say that because I don't want to like break up this whole congregation. But, <laughs> but if your partner is not someone who accepts who you are and even accepts, look at Kevin. Oh my God. Kevin never, ever, he said to me a thousand times, I did not marry a minister. Because I wasn't. I was an actor. I was an obnoxious actor who was like, I wanted every role that came my way. And I was just like, I was on my way to stardom. And then Ernest Holmes came along. Ruined it all. I came along and I went a different path. And Kevin has stayed with me the whole time, even though it didn't know him at first. Basically, his, his, his sentence to me was, you have ruined every Sunday for the rest of our lives. <laughs> but he's still here. And he's here every Sunday. So we need that. So if you are not with someone, then you are living within that box of, you're living someone else's expectations. Um, Sexual orientation. You know, we're living in a time where people, just this week, one a dear friend of ours came to my house and said, my new pronouns are she, they. And I, I just wasn't, I wasn't prepared. I was like, what? And she said, I am now she, they. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. And then we had a long conversation about it. I have such respect for someone who realizes, this isn't me. This is me. I'm going to be this. And I don't care what our country is so stupidly going through with this idea of prejudice against anything that is not like itself. But I'm here to say, 
religious science teaches we embrace the true nature of everyone, and the true nature of everyone is theirs to decide. And that is a powerful thing. So, education, same thing with education. You know, people think that because they're only educated up to this amount, they're only worth this amount. No, absolutely not. Talent. Talent. Y'all have talent, by the way. It's not just some people get talent and some people don't. Beauty. Boy, do we live in a society where people, where looks cause people to feel a certain way. <clears throat> it's up to us to move past that. Really move past that. Kevin was telling a story at my expense on the bus. When they had bus ride, he had to do something. So he's telling this story about when I very stupidly, in Texas one year, we were walking and there were these girls and there was this one girl in this group who was just stunning, gorgeous. And when they walked by, I went, oh my God. I said, are you an actress? Are you a model? And she was like, no. I said, oh my God, you were so, no, mind you, there were like six other girls around her. And I'm doing it, and I'm telling her how gorgeous she is, and I, suddenly I was like, as you all are. <laughs> and, and they all walked away, and Kevin said, did you think that worked? <laughs> Do you think that little sentence at the end, as you all are, handled everything? Boy, what a lesson that was to me. I do not do that anymore. I, I tell them all. <laughs> but beauty. I mean, we, we are trying to let people create entire facades of who they are. They manipulate and, and ruin their bodies and their faces and all because they're trying to be something that they've been told they should be. As opposed to just letting out who they really are. So the title of my talk, if I'm not done, is Who's the Real Me? And that's what I want us to look at. And the reason why uh, Lori and I go through tons of pictures before we agree on a, a, a slide, but the reason I like this is because I've always felt that I had to be Superman. I've always felt, because I'm gay, on at least part of my side, well, for 34 years with my husband, um, because, and I'm tired of saying I'm gay. Because I do love women, and I've had many relationships with women. And then when I say bisexual, my husband, my brother, my brother, my son coughs. He's like, <laughs> He's like you can't be bisexual married to a guy for 34 years. I said, really? Because the way I see it, you love who you love. And I love Kevin. I said that if I were in the whole Who is the real me? And I am, I, that's just what I'm saying. I'm kind of done having to be Superman. You know what? I am Superman. I just have to believe that. I have to know that. I have to understand that. Because Superman shows up as many, many things. Not just that. So, how to achieve true freedom. We have a whole month to do it. I think that's plenty of time. So, um, the question is, you have to ask yourself, how free are you in your own mind? How free are you? And don't just say, I'm free. Don't just say, no, I'm good. Really ask the questions. Really ask yourself. Is who I am the true reflection of who I am? Or is who I am part of the domino effect that I've been living under my entire life? And if you really ask the question, the universe is going to tell you, and all of a sudden, you're going to have a whole different concept of who you are. Or maybe not. Or maybe you're going to hear the universe saying, you are exactly who you are meant to be. Now free it up. Go be more of that. Whatever. This is the month to ask that question. So, 
The litmus test is happiness, as I said earlier. Be happy. So as you ask this question for this month, I want you to ask yourself, how happy am I? With everything that comes up for you, just say, how happy am I? Is, is happiness the result of this about myself? Is, am I happy being this? Am I happy living this? Am I happy doing this? You know, one of my favorite quotes, if you can't put your heart in it, take yourself out of it. That's what we get to do this month. So, take a deep breath. I will leave you with one question. Who is the real me? Because in order to be happy, we need to stop worrying about all the things we're not and lean into all the things we are. And you know what we are? Infinite. Infinite possibility. So there you go, a whole month of infinite possibility, free to be whoever you choose to be. Namaste. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the James Mellon Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to the show. That way, you'll be sure to receive every new episode. And if you want to reach out and talk to me, you can always find me at my website, jamesmellon.org. Thanks again, and I will see you next time.